Welcome to episode number 203. On today's episode, we are going to be diving into talking about organic pest control in the garden. This is one of the questions I get asked a lot about. In fact, it was one of the most questions asked by all of the registrants for our upcoming free organic gardening workshop. And I said upcoming, but you guys, I'm recording this a little bit about a week prior. But October 2nd, 2019 is the day that we go live, the first free preview day. We're going to do it for a whole week of the Organic Gardening Workshop. So we are going to have multiple videos covering all aspects of organic gardening, and you get to watch all of those videos for free. So the first day, we'll have the videos that go up, which is today, October 2nd. They go up at 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time. You get to watch them totally for free for 24 hours. And then the next day's videos come up. So we're going to do that for a week. So you actually get to view the entire Organic Gardening Workshop which is an e-course, totally for free during this free viewing period. Then we've got the all access pass. So you get to watch all of that for free, like no strings attached. You just got to pop your email in there so I can actually send you the links each day when the videos go live. And you can do that at melissacanorris.com forward slash garden workshop. And I'll have the link in today's podcast episode as well. But there is an all access pass version, which gives you access to watch all of the videos whenever you want them, all of the accompanying download guides and cheat sheets, as well as some pretty amazing extra bonus things that you only get with the paid version. So go and get your free seat. You can check out the all access pass, but you definitely want to make sure that you go and get this information all on growing your own organic food at home. So Let's dive into today's topics. Oh, by the way, if you're a new listener and I didn't introduce myself, (laughs) I keep forgetting to do that. My name is Melissa K. Norris, and I am the host of the Pioneering Today podcast, which you are listening to today, as well as the author of The Made from Scratch Life, Handmade, and The Family Garden Plan, which is my newest book that doesn't even release until January. But you're going to want to stay tuned because we're going to have some pretty cool things coming up with pre-orders for that book. And also the creator of the Organic Gardening Workshop, which isn't just me, by the way. Though I am doing over 20 of the videos, we also have some five pretty amazing gardening guest presenters as well that you're going to want to check out. Okay, let's dive into today's topic, okay? So we're talking about organic natural pest control. And I love this. It's a great question. And I have a lot of people say, well, I want to start using organic methods in the garden, especially when dealing with pests. And I've got other people that said, hey, I tried this organic method. And honestly, it really didn't work for me. And so we're going to address kind of both sides of that in today's episode. First thing is whenever you are dealing with pests, Having really healthy plants is your first line of defense. And that goes back to your soil health. So we've did previous episodes. I've been covering things on soil health and organically creating really good healthy soil. So make sure that you go back and check out some of those episodes. Episode number 200 is a great one. 
And then also check out episode number 201, where we talk about what does actual organic gardening really mean. And we talk about some soil things in there too. So you can go back and check out those previous episodes. So again, having that really good foundation of super healthy soil, because if you've got a healthy plant, it's going to be able to weather any type of either disease and or insect problem a lot better and bounce back or just not be harmed as much when you have these things happen. And I really don't care where you garden at. You're at some point going to have some type of pest and or disease come into the vegetable garden and bother it, even if you've done all the right things. You've built up your soil. You've got amazingly healthy soil. You're doing crop rotation. You are doing companion planting. You're doing all those things. You're still going to deal with stuff, but you won't deal with it. It won't be as catastrophic level if you don't use all of those practices already. So I kind of just wanted to preface that and put that foundation down before we started to dive into this. So when you are dealing with pests, there's a couple of different things that we need to talk about. One is you really need to know before you start using different methods to treat it, even organic methods, you need to know without a shadow of a doubt, what is the pest that's causing the damage? Because if you are just showing some Maybe you're just seeing that things are being eaten. You know, you're seeing that leaves are gone. But if you don't know what pest is actually eating it, is it a rabbit? Is it a slug? You know, there's all these different things. But you really do need to know what the pest is that's causing the damage to the plant. So proper identification of the pest is one of the biggest things because a lot of our organic methods, and even if you're using non-organic methods, which if you're listening to this podcast, I have a feeling you're probably looking for the organic ones. You have to know what pest you're looking at in order to pick the appropriate thing to treat with. The other thing is you need to make sure that you're really looking at the plant, especially to help you identify and then to also make sure that you're getting them during the treatment process, which we'll talk about in just a moment. Looking especially underneath the leaves, because that's where a lot of things like to hide or even leaves that are close to the ground, especially if you're talking about slugs, they'll kind of hide under those lower leaves. So turning the leaves, turning them and looking at the underside and seeing if you can find any eggs, because if you see the eggs, one, you need to get the eggs out of there before they hatch, because once they hatch, then you've got obviously a lot more of that pest is coming into your garden and eating your plants. So we want to check for eggs. And a lot of times they're on the underneath side of the leaf. So if you're not looking underneath the leaf, you're not even going to see the eggs so that you can obviously get rid of them, dispose of them before they hatch. But also, if you're not sure what pest is actually causing the damage, if you see those eggs, that will help you identify what that pest is. Because some of those insects will come out in the wee early morning hours or even overnight when it's dark out. And by the time you get out to the garden, they're gone and you're not able to see them. So that's sometimes why people have trouble identifying what the pest is that's actually causing the damage to the plant. So I trying to find some of those eggs or if there's eggs present are going to give you a great clue as to figuring out what it actually is. Now, there's kind of two ways you can go about applying things when it comes to pests. So some people only will start to do applications when the insect or the pest is actually there. Like they see evidence of it, it's attacking the plant. Other people will do more of a preventative measure. Well, they will start to spray and or not everything is a spray, but they'll start to treat the plant 
when they know that it's just time for that insect to start to make an appearance where they live. A lot of times based on previous gardening years or just information that they've gotten from other gardeners in their area that this is when this pest becomes active here. And so they'll just start treating preventatively a couple of weeks beforehand to try to get a jump start and to slow down the infestation. So that's up to you. Here where I live and the pests that we deal with, I wait until I see before I actually do a treatment where I'm actually applying things to my plant. And I'm not talking about crop rotation or companion planting here, but I don't actually spray or use any type of powder on my plants until I see evidence that they are being attacked. Some of the two most common forms of organic pest control are going to be food-grade Dimectus earth and organic neem oil. Both of these things are organic, so they are not a synthetic pesticide, herbicide type thing. They're totally organic, and they can be used on your plants without any worry of a buffer. You're still going to want to wash and rinse the food before you eat it, especially when you're talking about non-organic methods. There can be a limit of when it's used before it's actually safe to eat it. These two items don't really have that, so you can use it on your edibles that way. With the food-grade Dimectus earth, so it is a powder. It's actually crushed up little sea creatures. So it's this really fine powder. You do want to be careful you don't get it into your eyes and that you don't inhale it. It's these little sharp shards. It feels just like a powder and you can put it on your skin. It kind of dries your skin out, but it doesn't hurt your skin. It doesn't cut you like that. But it's an irritant to the lungs and the respiratory. So you want to be careful that you don't breathe that in. So don't use it on a windy day where it's going to be blowing it around. Don't have it near your face, you know, when you're shaking it because it's powdery form. Don't be inhaling it. And then, of course, don't get it into your eyes. It's going to scratch any soft tissue, that type of thing. The way that it works is depending upon the type of pest, but it cuts their skin. So their skin and or their exoskeleton, depending on what the pest is that you're trying to use it on, it's attacking your plants. And so you will sprinkle this powder on the leaves of the plant. You can do it on the soil around it, depending on if it's a flying bug, if it's a crawling bug, and that way to help keep the bug or the insect off your plant. A couple of things that you need to know, though, is one, if it rains, it's going to completely wash it away. So also, if you have a really dewy morning, if it gets wet, then it loses that effectiveness. So if you live like I do in the Pacific Northwest, there's quite a few times that I can't use it. I have to have a dry period where it's going to stay dry for it to be effective. So that is kind of a drawback. The other thing that you need to know is it's not discerning. And what I mean by that is if you've got plants that are in bloom or in blossom, don't use it on the blossoms where you've got honeybees because it will kill the honeybees. And we need to be really careful that we do everything we can to support our honeybees. They're already going through enough things with colony collapse and death of hives and that type of thing. So be very careful when you're using this. Now, if it's on plants that aren't blossoming, for example, my cabbage, Brussels sprouts, those things that don't have blossoms, then my bees aren't landing on those. Anyways, they're going to my other companion plants and my other flowering plants like my squash. But you can use it on those, but make sure you don't put it on the blossom. And then you also want to best practices to apply it when the bees aren't going to be coming out. So that would be in the evening because the bees come out in the early morning and then through the heat and the sun of day. So a lot of times people will choose to apply it in the evening and being very careful not to get it on the blossom. That's one tip there. The other popular item, and the reason I'm highlighting these two 
Now, if you're signed up for the workshop, we're going to have videos that talk about using natural further. We're going to go further in depth, but I kind of am giving you a highlight here on the two most popular organic methods of pest control, and that's the Demectus Earth, which is a powder, and then also neem oil. Now, when you're using neem oil, I go in great detail also as well. Depending on when you're listening to this, the organic gardening workshop may be over if you're listening to this later and coming back to this episode. But my book, The Family Garden Plan, which is coming out in January, I go into depth talking about and identifying all of the different organic options that we have available to use in our garden, and especially those that have studies backing them that show what pests specifically and or diseases that they are effective for. But neem oil is another one that's kind of an all-purpose. It works on a lot of different things. So that's kind of great because most of us gardeners experience different pests. We don't usually have just one. We have different ones that like to present themselves throughout the growing year and the different seasons. Neem oil can be a great one because it kind of is like a little Swiss army knife there. But here's the thing. When you're using a neem oil, please do make sure that it is either says organic neem oil, certified organic needs to be certified because a lot of neem oil sprays that you get at garden centers or you're ordering online will say use neem oil. But if you actually look at the ingredients listed, there can be some synthetic different pesticides thrown in there. So even though it does use neem oil, it's not actually organic. It may be natural because they can use natural and put a whole lot of stuff in there that's not natural because that's not really regulated. If it's certified organic, then you don't have to worry about it. So check. It's usually more expensive too. If I'm getting straight neem oil, which is the only thing that I use in my garden because I don't want all of those other fillers. And sometimes, like I said, they are actually synthetic pesticides that have been paired with neem oil. It usually costs a little bit more, but to me, it's totally worth it, especially when I'm using it on my vegetables. And it's kind of the same thing. You want to make sure you're not spraying it on a really windy day because that's going to spray the spray right off of it. You don't want to be inhaling it. You don't want it in your eyes. Even though they're organic things, you still got to use some common sense when we're doing our application. And then you don't want to use it if it's going to be really rainy or you have heavy rain in the forecast because it is going to wash it off. So there's that. I know I've had people comment that I used neem oil and it didn't work. Well, one, that's where we come back to identifying the actual pest and making sure that neem oil is an oil that's going to work on said pest. And it does work on a lot. That's why I'm kind of highlighting this one. The other thing is making sure that you are completely applying it to all parts of the plant. So especially those underside of the leaves where the eggs like to hang out. Remove the eggs if you see them. A lot of people take like duct tape and they'll just stick that to the underside of the plant to pull the eggs off of. Depending on how many leaves show it, you can clip the leaf. You want to make sure if it's got eggs on it, though, that you are disposing of it far away from the garden. So some people just plop them into some soapy water. Others will put them in a sealed up garbage bag. Some people just burn them depending on where you live and the time of year and burn bands and all that kind of fun stuff. You want to make sure you're not letting those leaves that you're removing that have eggs on them drop back down into the soil because then they're likely going to hatch out and just reinfest. So with these organic methods is being very diligent and depending on the pest, reapplying it. So one application is not usually going to cut it. You're going to have to stay on top of it. So you're going to need to apply it. A lot of times it's every seven days. Sometimes it's every 10 days, depending upon the pest. Sometimes it's for so many days in a row. And then thereafter, you do it every week, or every two weeks for a certain period of time or through that insects kind of breeding cycle or when it's out in your area. So it's not just a spray once and done thing. And like I said, that you still have to practice diligence, making sure you're getting all parts of the plant. 
and that you are doing it not just once, but over and over again for the complete duration per that specific bug. Another thing that people really like to do and is highly recommended with the neem oil is if you know that that bug or that insect or that pest is something that hits your area, that's where a lot of people will use the neem oil as more of a preventative and they will begin to start spraying their plants that are susceptible to that bug usually a couple of weeks before that bug really starts to hatch out or fly in or depending on the bug type come in. And so that can be a recommendation too. So you kind of get a jump start on it so that that insect doesn't really get a hold of the plant and especially start laying its eggs, which then presents a whole nother problem. So I hope that you found this episode helpful. And there's a lot more that you can do with crop rotation and companion planting in conjunction along with that good organic healthy soil base as we talked about shared in some of those previous episodes as well and we have a full companion planting video and a crop rotation video that you're not going to want to miss that's part of the organic gardening workshop i know i keep talking about it but you guys it's such an excellent resource that really goes into all these different aspects that i want you to take advantage of it's why i'm doing the whole thing for free for a week so go and get yourself signed up for that at melissacanoris.com forward slash garden workshop. If you want to catch any of the links or if you want the written blog post that accompanies that episode, you can grab it at melissacanoris.com forward slash 203 because this is episode number 203. I will be back here with you on Friday for our next episode. Thank you so much for joining me in this one. And if you've got any more specific questions or things that you would love to see covered on the podcast, please do shoot me an email, leave it in a review wherever you're listening to this specific episode. I always love to catch those and read them. And I will do my best to make sure that we get it covered in an upcoming episode of the Pioneering Today podcast. Okay, bye for now. We'll talk soon. Thank you.